everybody. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And this is Coffee and Capes, our podcast about two of our favorite things, drinking coffee and talking about geek culture. That's true. That's very true. Ah, by the way, it's our one-year uh, anniversary of doing the podcast. One year. How about that, everybody? That's and this epic. is uh, this is episode 46 or 47. Yes. <laughs> We've, we clearly missed that. Like, there's a few in there over the year span that we missed because of stuff going on. But we've right. been but doing it. Pretty darn good. good. Yeah. 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 I think we're at a B. B plus, maybe. Hey, don't sell us short. Like, you know, perfect, perfect attendance does not necessarily equate to uh, to A grades. All right. Fair enough. Or it's not required. It, it's probably, you know, probably helps, but it's not required for A grades. Just remember, kids, C's get degrees. <laughs> what do you call the person who finishes last in uh, med school? A doctor. Doctor, exactly. <laughs> That's right. All right. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, a year. That's amazing. That's pretty rad. Yeah. Thanks pretty for being amazing. with us, uh, friends. And if you've, yeah. if you've missed any of those 40-some episodes, I'm sure you cannot wait to go back and listen to them. True. They are they're available on all of your podcast listening channels. I'm almost caught up on the YouTube. Um, so if you want to watch us on YouTube or if you are watching us on YouTube. Hi. Howdy. Um, we are on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We are on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all of your favorite podcast uh, listening places. And so, probably on some of you know, your, your lesser favorite ones. Yeah. And some of your lesser favorite ones that you probably have never heard of and you don't go to. Uh, however, right, guys, because we're everywhere. Well, not quite everywhere. Yeah, we're in a lot of places. We're in a lot of places. Uh, do us a favor though, like go back, listen to some of the podcasts. Um, you know, give us a review. We like five star reviews. We really appreciate the five star reviews. We have some five star reviews on iTunes. Uh, yeah, we got five of them. That's the only five reviews we've had on on itunes but hey five five stars we'll take it pretty good uh, yeah so drop us a review you know no matter where it is give us a, a nice review we appreciate it and then uh you can find us on all kinds of stuff right all the social media channels facebook is coffee the letter n and the word capes uh instagram and twitter that was almost a very wrong word uh, <laughs> instagram and twitter were at coffee nice. underscore the letter n underscore the word capes we are on the interwebs on our website coffee the letter n the word capes.com or if that's too much to remember just go into the url and type comics.coffee and you will find us um and then drop us a line right you can send us an email we do respond to emails so supers s-u-p-e-r-s at coffeeandcapes.com very nice yes we appreciate all the ways that you connect with us thank you yeah. very much and we definitely have had more than five people listening it's it, even though we've only got five reviews there's way more than five people listening yeah oh 100 but yeah yeah we've had way more than that but uh yeah so if you are an avid listener you listen to us all the time it really does make a difference like shoot us some reviews you know, and give I know us it's annoying because every podcast you listen to says that all the time, but we do appreciate it. It does help with the algorithms, and we all know the stupid algorithms rule the world right now. 
Yeah, yeah. So let's let's fight the algorithm that's keeping us down and give us yeah, some man. Fight the also fight the power. Fight the algorithm. Fight the power. power. Yeah, there you go. Uh, also, when you're dropping reviews, if you are a customer, you do buy coffee from us. You buy comics from us. Um, drop us a review on the website. Right. Let us know what you think of the coffee. Hopefully, you liked it. Hopefully, you're enjoying it. Excellent. We appreciate all the ways that you support us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, speaking of coffee, John, what are we? Uh, what coffee are we talking about today? So glad you asked, Dave. <laughs> today we're talking about a, a favorite, right? That we talk about often, but we're talking about it in a little different format. It's our Raging Cajun. Ooh. Right. This is an epic uh, French roast, by the way. Single origin. I can't talk today. Small batch, artisan, dark roast, perfectly bold, supremely smooth. But if you'll notice, it's in a box. And Why is it in a box, means, John? Well, let me tell you, Dave. Uh, it's in a box because they're K-cups, right? Single serving K-cups. We do have some coffees. We're going to add a few more to the lineup of single serving K-cups. So if you are one of those people that uses a Keurig, we do have a couple of coffees available like this now. Again, we are going to add some more. So keep your eyes out. But yeah, Raging Cajun and I believe America's Roast is uh, in a K-Cup as well. And Trinity as well. All three of those are available. So we have a, a light <laughs> roast, a medium roast, and a dark roast all available in right. the uh, K-Cups. And I believe uh, Power Dampener are... Uh, um, no, maybe not. Dampener. I don't know. No, don't quote me no. on that. I know for sure. I know for sure. America's roast and uh, Trinity and Raging Cajun are right. Yay! Excellent. Well, uh, oh, and also don't forget uh, just a little a little bonus coffee for you today that we have um, a limited edition Merv pumpkin spice because we is. know it's the time of year when people that. All you people that love your pumpkin spice, love your pumpkin spice. They do. That it's super true. Like they really love their pumpkin spice. Um, yeah. Which is fine. Love what you love, man. It's all good. Yeah, sincerely. Like definitely love what you love. Uh, and and you do you. Like it's your life. You shouldn't. You shouldn't really like apologize for the things that you like unless they're, you know things you shouldn't Unless they're like fascism or yeah hateful or something <laughs> like if you like, like those things keep that to yourself yeah moving on yeah moving on uh do we have any fan fiction today john you know we do we're going to talk about a little bit about episode 44 that was dave's interview with ruben nahara um and the best archie comic ever so this actually comes from Ruben and, um, you know, he, he responded to our posts on Instagram and he just said, great time on the show. Thanks for having me on uh, little trophy emojis and thank you emojis, Ruben. And like, sincerely, I'm, I'm really bummed. I wasn't able to be on it. It was a great interview. You were fantastic and really a, a amazing talent. So thanks for making the time for us. And guys, if you haven't listened to that and you've always wanted a little bit of insight into how comics are, are made and what the artist process is, I, I can't recommend it enough. Right. And I had somebody tell me recently that they had, they just recently started listening to our podcast and uh, like 
they said they saw that episode but kind of skipped over it because well i don't i'm not really sh i wasn't familiar with with ruben and i gotta say like you don't you don't need to be familiar with his work to enjoy that that episode like he we talk about a whole lot of things and he's super interesting and uh and has a has some wise words to say and some very kind words to say and some challenging words to say i it's I think anybody could get a lot out of out of that interview with with Ruben. Yeah, I, I agree. And he's just a great guy. Yeah, like, honestly, he was just a great guy. Like, I'd love to have him on again at some point and be able to be part of the conversation because I have so many follow up questions. <laughs> right. Well, he said he was willing to do that. He's got some some other stuff in the works. And and when uh, when that gets a little further along, um, my impression is, well, he, he flat out said he'd come back for uh, for part two sometime. So, yeah. Um, Speaking That's, of great. Yeah. So thank you, Ruben. Uh, guests, yeah. Thanks, Ruben. Speaking of other guests on podcast, I, I want to give a, a shout out to Scott at the Batman Universe podcast. Yeah. Uh, we recently had the pleasure of being guests on Scott's uh, podcast, and he said it'll be out in a, a few weeks, weeks, I think. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of weeks. But what a great time that was. Um, and Scott's a really nice guy, like so cool what 100%. they're doing over there. Like, go check out the Batman universe. Um, it really is a universe of podcasts. There's a lot over there. Yeah, there's a lot over there. And you know, he just again, super nice guy. And oh, it absolutely. was really cool to be on that podcast. And uh, and we're gonna be on the genre geeks podcast um with uh, all those guys over there who are going to be at Dallas Fan Fest, by the way, in October with some cards from us to hand out that if you're at Dallas Fan Fest uh, and you get one of those cards, make sure you scan the QR code on it because we are going to have some giveaway stuff on there uh, that you can enter to win when you scan the QR code and some very special like discounts and deals just for the folks that attend Dallas Fan Fest. And we're going to do more of that stuff. So uh That's start looking cool. out for yeah start keeping an eye out for uh coffee and cape stuff out there and and i'm looking forward to being on genre geeks to discuss she hulk actually yeah for sure excellent well uh if you are looking at our our screens you can tell what we're talking about today we are finally getting to our uh reactions to the disney plus show ms marvel yes we are if you're... I have a feeling this might be one of those rare times where we have uh, divergent views on things. It is entirely possible. Um, in entirely possible. But let us begin. And so it begins. Um, so, Dave, why don't you start? So with... I got to say... Uh, just in general, I really liked this show. I thought it was extraordinarily well done and a lot of fun. Um, and uh, and for the most part, like I really liked the I really liked the vibe of the show. I liked the colorful look of the show. I thought they really um, nailed the you know, this is a teenage character and and I think they they nailed that vibe very well. Um, I think it also had some uneven moments and uh, I, I chose as my screenshot there the uh, one of the pieces that that kind of bothered me and I know it bothered you um, 
So it wasn't, it certainly wasn't perfect, but nothing is, but uh, well, I'm sure something is, but uh, the show wasn't perfect, but overall, I really, really liked it. But um, you know what, let's just get to the elephant in the room and say that the, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we did our, our re reaction to the first episode of She-Hulk, the thing that really turned us off was the way she got her powers. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's going to be a theme of our, the critique part of our, uh, our reaction today. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to start out on a, on a down note. So okay. um, let's, let's start out with first. I thought the casting was perfect. Oh, insanely good. Um, yes. Yeah. I, and I can't remember how to pronounce her name and I feel terrible mm. because I've got it in front of me. I'm going to go. I don't know for sure if this is correct, but Iman Vellani. Yeah. Um, I think that's right. I'm trying to remember. First of all, her as an individual, I don't know if you've seen any interviews with her. It's so fun to watch her in interviews as she gets to meet other actors from the Marvel universe because she literally just fanboys out. That's so and, and that I think is is wonderful because I think it brings this like the appropriate in my mind, right? Enthusiasm and energy and appreciation for this universe um, and that's a piece of the character like that's the character yeah, of kamala khan right? who yeah. fanboys out about meeting captain marvel and and some of the other heroes right like, that's, exactly that's a that's a really cool synergy between actor and character yes and you know let's talk about kamala khan as a character right kamala khan as a character came on and a little bit controversial for some folks because they weren't let's just call it let's just talk about it as it is like some people have prejudice towards uh folks from the middle east yeah right for sure and so this was but you know in classic marvel and, and in comic book fashion like about like we talk about the inclusivity the equality all of that which is so important to us within the pages of comics marvel didn't give a f right <laughs> right and yeah and said we're doing this a, and yeah yeah and man what a great character and her evolution in the comic books has been magnificent like the way she's utilized her powers the way she took charge and led the champions and built that team i mean there's just so much to love about kamala khan and her enthusiasm and and you know like how she still well, she started out fanboying out about all of the characters, right? All yeah. of the other hero heroes. And then like some reality kind of sets in and that fanboyishness kind of goes away. Yeah, uh, sure. Which, you know, is, is a, neat, a neat part of the evolution of her character. Yeah. I think the other and other cool thing about just the character itself is the way that the, the, the comics and for sure the show have given us... Um, a window into uh, mm -hmm. Pakistani, Muslim Pakistani immigrant culture in the US. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree, and right? I have zero, you know, expertise in any of any of those things, but the the people that have been part of the show and part of the writing of the of the books and the writing of the show are from that culture, and and everything I've read says they really get it right which is so important. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. And which I like how, wonderful. for instance, they'll weave in words from 
gosh, I'm going to get the, the name of the language wrong, but the, the native language from them, they like, get the words for like, uh, like the, the, the terms of endearment that mm -hmm. the parents call Kamala and that Kamala calls the parents. Yes. Um, like they just weave them in and they're not like pausing to like have a, you know, to have a, a translation available. You just have to, you're just picking it up as, mm -hmm. as you hear it. Yeah. I think that's yeah. amazing and great. Yeah. And, and, you know, the casting for the entire show, honestly, was was wonderful. I thought they did a, a great job finding individuals who really embodied, you know, the characters that they took on. Um, and so from from that standpoint, and I'll agree with you, right, this is so we've talked about this in the past, I believe this show was geared towards teens because it is a teen right it was really marvel and disney like prior to this let's be really honest like everything was aimed at you had little bits interwoven in for like younger audiences but the vast majority of it was targeting like comic book fandom yeah that's been us middle-aged fanboys right us middle-aged yeah. fanboys and yeah. and thank you for doing that marvel please don't ever stop like you know but like there, there needs to be a push towards capturing the attention and the enthusiasm of that younger teen and preteen and, and you know, yeah. tween crowd, so that comic books and the culture of comic books can continue to thrive and grow and expand. And you can't always do that with characters that have that are still targeting you know middle aged middle aged people. Yeah. Um, so this, it, it had its moments where it felt Nickelodeon-ish <laughs> in, in the level of brightness and kind of over-the-top aspects of it. Um, but it, that's okay because it needed to have that to capture the attention of like the age group that I think that this was geared towards. Well, and it seemed to me that those first the first two episodes really emphasized the, you know, Kamala dr drawing in her notebook mm -hmm. and kind of doing the animation over top of the storyline. And, and I, I suspect that's some of what you were reacting to and kind of what you're talking, what you're referring to with the Nickelodeon mm -hmm. yeah. thing that like, it was, it, it was, it was kind of an interesting, if maybe even if it's not your thing, weird amalgamation of live action and almost, almost, uh, animation there on top of it but then that almost went completely away after yeah, the, the second episode a whole lot of it and by the yeah. time the show was done yeah the interesting thing about that was they petitioned to have that done in an effort to uh kind of follow in the footsteps of uh to the spider-verse with miles okay. morales the animated that that's kind of where that came from and and they all loved it so much and thought it was so great that they wanted to kind of do something that was a bit of an homage to that so they which is cool because we know <clears throat> sorry no no go ahead i was gonna say just that's cool because we know from the comics that eventually there's a pretty strong connection between kamala huge. and miles morales huge connection between yeah. the two of them yeah. right uh that's that's a huge connection between miles and and kamala um and maybe yeah. that's a kind of a subtle way of setting that up or beginning to set that up or like just make those connections sure. a little bit yeah I, I think so right i think that that's that's definitely possible um 
and that you know that went away as as the show kind of went on yeah <clears throat> i will also say that as the show went on that like so i had like i wasn't immediately drawn into this show i just i wasn't because for no other reason well there's a one big reason for me but if you just take that part out the reason i wasn't immediately drawn into it was because it wasn't geared towards like not me as a as a you know white male or what have you but me as an older adult mm-hmm. right like you like we just talked about you could tell it was geared towards a younger audience so it fed to that flavor um it was clearly evident that it was feeding to that flavor. And while I appreciated it and thought it had like nailed so many things, it's hard for me to get into something that's geared for a much younger audience. Um, But as time went on, I found that I was drawn into it more and more. By the last two episodes, I loved the last two episodes. I thought the last two episodes were so well written and so well done and shot beautiful. The whole thing was shot well and well acted. It looked gorgeous the, the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. But the tone of the last two episodes, right? Like sure. Rachel, for those of you that are listening for the first time, Rachel is my partner in life and amazing, beautiful, better half. Um, like she'll watch those things like Sabrina, the teenage witch, the new one, right? The yeah, new one. Yeah, yeah. On and, and those kinds of shows that have the same flavor I thought this had through the first bit. And I just can't get into those. It, it's there's just something about it that I can't get into. And so that was the issue I had with this through the first, you know, four episodes. I think it was six, right? Total. To six total, um, yeah. Yeah. And then in the last two episodes, it, it you know, I was pretty into it. I wanted to see what was going to happen. Yeah. The, I guess that vibe just never really turned me off in that way that it did you. Um, yeah. I, you know, I've never, I, there's not much that I watch on like the CW or whatever, or whatever it's called these days, but, um, right. But it never quite had that feel to me. I, mm. I mean, I was aware of it obviously. And, and it was interesting. So, uh, I've got a 16 year old and he watched it with us and, uh, and he definitely liked it. So I think it yeah. it kind of did its job there to mm-hmm. to bring in the you know that at least the teenage viewer in our household. Um, right. I did not. I was not able to get our uh, our daughter to watch it. I don't know. Um, not that like she actively said I don't want to. It just <clears throat> she just it just really wasn't a big interest. So I'd be interested to see what what her reaction would be to it. But uh, yeah. Um, um. One of the things that I guess that that frustrated me. Let's talk about her powers, because that's the that's the big thing. <laughs> if, you, if you're not watching on YouTube, John's uh, John's name today is uh, a little pissy. What is it? A little pissy over changed powers. Yeah, that's that's the name I chose for the yeah. Zoom. Yeah. So my beef with it, and here's why I have this picture. It, like a lot of the time, her powers just seemed too. She seemed like Iceman. Mm-hmm. both in the look and the use of her powers with like the creating you know Iceman's known for creating like s- slides, slides and bridges and stuff yeah totally 
Yeah. And she doesn't quite do that. She did like stepping stones or something, but it just, it, it, it looked too much like Iceman for me. Like I didn't really enjoy that part as much. So let's talk about it. Let's get into this for a second. I'm okay with a number of things being changed, right? Um, In, in bringing characters to the screen. I, I thought Jason Momoa was a great Aquaman, like, you know, and his heritage and background as an Asian Pacific Islander, I thought, you know, was great. There are people who are very upset because Arthur Curry has blonde hair and, you know, blue eyes and what yeah. have you. And, yeah. and, and I understand like that, right? Like I've had that moment too. Um, you know, I, with Ezra Miller and the flash, like I, there's too much deviation from, you know, the flash in the comics and Ezra Miller for me, um, mostly how the character is brought to the screen. Like, right. He seems like he's got ADHD and he needs Adderall and, you know, like we've talked about. Uh, So my issue here is, is that changing a power set like so dramatically there's so much that developed within her power set within the comics and I was really excited to see that come to the screen um because similar to so she's similar to like Reed Richards and mm-hmm. that she has the ability to expand and everything else but she expanded hers like she gets massive like she can expand her size and grow right to be taller than like buildings in the comics right there's that's a whole thing like that's a a big part of her power set and what we got was to your point like something that seemed like they they changed it to specifically appeal to kids Hmm. right if you look at it it's like crystal and shiny and all this other stuff and and i'm sorry but that felt like you're pandering way too much right there was no need to do that her power set wasn't offensive she uses it in a different way than mr fantastic like reed richards yes you know his stretching powers and everything are are pretty great and if you want if you've read the ultimate comics um the ultimate marvel comics when he becomes the maker like he explains there's a point his body no longer like processes food or anything like he just like it's just what's happened to his body as a result mm-hmm. of being able to expand and and everything else um but really reed's biggest asset to the marvel universe has always been his brain right right so, you know, the powers are great, but at the end of the day, he's not the most physically powerful, you know, guy out there, but he's definitely like the smartest, almost to a fault. <laughs> so yes. Kamala Khan's powers in the comics really demonstrated like what that could look like, right? When somebody has a little bit more, I don't know, just size and 
well her mask can't change probably but you know somehow like yeah she gets she embiggens yeah embiggen her fist that's, that's and that's thing. her little catchphrase like embiggen and yeah. she makes her fist real big and she punches somebody or or like in that first episode she stretches out her hand and catches like makes her hand big and catches somebody yeah but to your point right it was very iceman-esque in the way that they brought it to the screen like the jumping onto the little crystal things yeah yeah right uh all I heard in my head over and over was the theme song from that cartoon in the 80s gem. <laughs> Every time I said that my sister watched because and I had to sit through because it was on before G.I. Joe. <laughs> and I just like every time I was like, what are you doing? See, now Why I think we've gotten this... to the root of the problem here is that you, you got PTSD from Jem. Too much Jem watching. I don't even remember it. The advantage of not having a younger sister, I guess. Uh. Yeah. But it, it was, it's one of those things like it was an wholly and completely unnecessary change. Yeah. Cause the, the, from a, from a, an effects standpoint, you could just easily have made that her her actual fist and arm expand growing and expanding as making it a crystal extension of her arm and fist mm -hmm. i yep. would think 100 percent. yeah so why right yeah. like why what 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 is the the point i didn't understand like it didn't make any sense to me and they jacked up her origin of where he gets her where she gets her powers. Yeah, that was a whole interesting choice. So if uh, spoiler alert here, I guess. Oh, I forgot all about our usual spoiler warning. I mean, the show's been out for weeks and weeks and weeks, but um, yeah, we're going to spoil everything. So uh, in the in the comics, I believe I have this right in the comics. There's a there's a whole Terrigen mist thing from some Inhumans. It was like from the Inhumans bomb, right? And and so anybody that has latent Inhuman DNA goes into the goes into like the sort of cocoon thing that which we saw some of in the um in Marvel's uh, Agents of Shield TV show where there's a little bit of that. Um, they'd go into this sort of crystal crystallized sort of cocoon kind of thing. And then they would come out and have powers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That and that's, that's, yeah. That's a big, like, that's a big thing. Yeah. Because it was the end of, um, uh, what was that run? The infinity run. Right. Uh, which is one of my favorite storylines like around, but the end of that, uh, black bolt, and and his brother, right, uh, Maximus, Maximus, right, Maximus, yeah, the man. yeah. yeah. Um, Black Bolt created a Terrigen bomb to release Terrigen mist into the atmosphere of Earth to awaken the latent, the latent inhuman powers that existed we we learned all about inhumans and where they came from and everything else and that it was a big deal yeah and that's where kamala khan gets her powers from it was an amazing opportunity in miss because let's be real the inhumans tv show was not good 
it was bad. Yeah. Um, it was bad. It was poorly executed on it, it just every level. It was rushed into production. Like it felt rushed. And there were some amazing people in that show, amazing actors that really were done a disservice because of yeah. how rushed that was to come to screen. Um, so Marvel had an opportunity to introduce an entirely new group into this new universe, the new cinematic universe, right? They could have literally used Miss Marvel as a way to bring in humans into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they shit the bed. <laughs> Although it's interesting the way you put that, like they could have used this to introduce a new I forget what word you use, a group of characters or groups of species, a new, a new, a new group into the universe. And turns out that is what they did. Just not with the inhumans. But not with the inhumans. And they'd already kind of, I don't know. They they this felt like there are so many pieces about this that felt like Marvel pandering to like specific groups instead of like just kind of going with their flow of making like there's subtle changes that happen in bringing anything to the screen right but they they stay pretty true to a lot of like origin source material and we knew they were going to bring the mutants in at some point we knew x-men were coming like we knew that was going to happen. It's been made clear, but this wasn't the show to do it, in my opinion. Because she isn't a mutant. Right. Well, she is now in this, in the MCU, some, in some manner. It is, yeah. it is a weird confluence of like they're kind of pretending that the inhumans don't exist, except that they brought, they brought it into uh, Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Yes, yeah, they brought it. In. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so somewhere, at least in some, in some, in some universes, the, the inhumans exist and, and they used Anson Mount, as we talked about during, when we reacted to mm -hmm. that movie, they used Anson Mount to play Black Bolt, which is the guy mm -hmm. that played Black Bolt in the terrible TV show. So <laughs> they've kind of sort of acknowledged it, but then with, with this, instead of really bringing it in, they, uh, you horned kind of disavowed it and went a whole different direction. Now, yeah, let me shoot. let me push back a little bit. So here's an example of why, and this might just be because sometimes it bothers us and sometimes it doesn't. But for instance, we could say that everything you just said about Marvel having a chance to to bring in a set of characters, um, but didn't, and in, and because they changed the origin story, couldn't you say that same thing about say wanda and pietro who were yes, supposed and, to be mutants now but did that bother us did we have that yes, same sort of reaction it bothered me okay. yeah 100 that bothered me that that like i remember that specifically and i remember holding conversations with people after that about how much that bothered me in the age of ultron when we get introduced to wanda and we get introduced to pietro and i 
instead of being mutants they're just experiments right they're just genetic experiments yeah and now mind you i believe in wandavision they tried to retcon this a little bit um that there was like a latent mutant power which was why the experiment worked on wanda and pietro and and that's so and this brings up probably one of my biggest beefs that can happen from time to time with the mcu and it's and i look past it because i'm all in like i get to see characters from my childhood and from the comics that i read now brought to life sure but you don't have to go back and try and like retcon something if you just do it right the fuck first time <laughs> right they just didn't have the uh they didn't have the corporate wherewithal to uh to do that that was the whole problem at the time right they didn't have access right. to the mutants because they sold away their rights to their own damn characters right they sold Decades away the rights ago. to the fantastic four spider-man yeah. x-men like you know and we all know why because yeah. back then like comic books were flagging and and they were running out of money and it right. made sense Marvel was yeah was almost and now look at what's cold. now look at what's happened right there they rule they're, the now they rule the world yeah they're an entertainment you know juggernaut like you've got marvel avengers campus at disneyland you got marvel everywhere and good for them because man i'm having a blast for sure and it, you know and this is nitpicky right and i admit it i admit that i am being nitpicky with the show yeah. and with the power set and with yeah. the changing of how you know, of where she gets her powers from and everything else. I acknowledge that a thousand percent, but it's mine. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. You're like, I think that's an important, an important um, self-realization to make to say like, yeah, I get it. I'm being nitpicky, but it's just bothered me. Like it's both let's be honest, but also honest with ourselves. So I think that's, that's good and important. Um, And it reminds me of the thing that we, said way back in episode one that we come at this stuff as uh borrowing a term from uh writer john warner as enthusiasts like Mm -hmm. we're people that we want this we're not obviously not professional critics we want these product these products these shows these movies to be good yeah we want them to uh we want them to succeed yeah yeah we really do and so part of that is we hold them to a high standard Mm-hmm. yes and part of that standard is an unfair standard because as fans right we sometimes bring expectations to things right and if there's anything like my father has taught me over the years it's, it's like there's no faster way to be disappointed than to have an expectation yeah. And it's true. It's it's right. completely true, right? We we look at I think about like art in comics. Like if I see an amazing cover that somebody's drawn on a comic book and then I flip it open and the art is lackluster, like I had an expectation looking at the cover that is not met when I see the interior. Yeah. Or I see a, a specific writer's name on something like and I think, "Oh man, they're going to do brilliant with this series." And then you read it and it's lackluster. You know, and and that's just an expectation. And when we raise expectations to a certain level, we are absolutely setting ourselves up for disappointment. Yeah. Um, well, or I think about uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Like, yeah. on its own, movies, okay. Compared to my expectations, it really fell short. 
Yeah, I mean, it made $755 million. <laughs> I mean, let's yeah, talk well, about Morbius. That's, you know, that's 25% less than it should have <laughs> if it had been really, really good. Let's talk about Morbius. Let's <laughs> you know, not. My expectations apparently people on are, that? like Apparently, people are watching the bejeebies out of it on Netflix or whatever it's on now. It's the most popular movie on Netflix right now. I just read that. Yeah. Like, what? Also, oddly enough, <laughs> uh, when I go back and look at, like, what podcasts we've done that are have been the most listened to morbius shot up to the number one spot people oh are gosh. watching it and going back and listening to that podcast wow um okay so, you do you but I, I but i think so this brings up a really good point because expectations can go the other way you can have really low expectations that sets the bar so low that you go into something you're like okay that was actually fun yeah and i think that might be what's happening with morbius because yeah people have trashed that movie like trash it and it made horrible money made like a hundred and something million dollars it, like i don't even know if it broke even but it hits netflix and all these people who refused to pay to go see it right because they're like oh it's getting terrible reviews it's yeah. gonna be garbage they're like okay i'm gonna sit down and watch it and they sit down and watch it and they're like well it wasn't that bad it was okay yeah right i yeah, think yeah. that's exactly what's happening it's probably there. true that's probably true yeah let's get back to ms marvel um all right so those are kind of our main critiques but i want to bring back to uh, there was just so much to like about this about this show i think um we've talked about a lot of it that the every every, every casting decision seemed really really good mm -hmm. um the development of the character like I, I really like that the relationship between kamala and her parents felt like a real teenager mm -hmm. parent relationship yeah but also we didn't get stuck forever in the oh i've got to hide my secret identity thing like it's uh, we all know yeah, that was nice i like that yeah I, I like that's that. one of my biggest pet peeves about about comic book stories is the the hiding of of the uh of your secret identity from your family from those people that are the most that are the closest to you that are gonna find out and right. like the yeah. convoluted ways that that sometimes gets done. So I was glad to be rid of that and to have um, mom and dad su supportive, figure out a way to be supportive. Like yeah. they had and to go on a journey there too. Like, and that's how, as a parent of teenagers, I kind of think that's how I would feel like super scared for them, but also super proud of the good, of the good she's doing. Right. I and would ask to... for a ride everywhere. Just carry me. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I well, um and, and that, you know, that's one of the things I liked that it that it pulled from the comics. Cause in the comics, her community knows who she is and they support and surround her and protect her and go to her. Like she is known within her community. Yeah as having those powers and i was glad that and to your point that they didn't do the you know oh look she has this little mask on and <laughs> it's totally impossible to know who she is right right, right. The, yeah. the entire family's like we knew yeah <laughs> yeah you don't think i rec don't recognize my own daughter <laughs> right right yeah that was great but to your point like the community supports her too right mm -hmm. remember there's that scene in one of the mid episodes where they're at the fighting at the high school, I think, and the and whoever the weird government Creepy agency, lady, yeah, 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 are gonna come and try to take her, and the community's there, like 
supporting her and kind of willing to fight the fight the agents to protect to protect the kids to protect Kamala yeah. and the other and the other which was nice to see it was great yeah I really yeah. like that part um oh also so remember um a couple years back with the TV show Watchmen on HBO mm-hmm. yeah and how it was it started with and in a lot of ways revolved around around the actual real world event in 1919 the the bombing of and destroying of of greenwood of black wall street in tulsa mm, yeah. um and that that show for a lot of people was was an introduction to that historical event right, yeah. because so many of our our history books and our teaching have have uh, glossed over that or just ignored it and pretended it didn't happen um and that show brought a lot of awareness to that to that event i think in a similar way, Ms. Marvel did that for partition in India. Cause I gotta say that was not a thing that I knew about. Yeah, no, that was, that was pretty amazing that they brought that in and, and gave us that history lesson for those of yeah. us that didn't know about that. Right. Um, you know, and there's, there's a lot of history there. I mean, you go back and look at like the, the British co- attempts of colonization around India and Pakistan and, you know, all of that that we, again, tend to gloss over, right? Because we don't like the idea of showing the world like the the ugly underbelly of what we're capable of doing, whether yeah. it's, you know, European or American. And, um, and even now we're seeing people fight to keep that stuff out of, out of children's hands to allow them to learn, right? Folks, I'm just going to throw this out there and, th- and then I'll climb down off of this soapbox you do understand that allowing people to see the mistakes that we made in the past helps them to learn and not repeat those mistakes for the future. Like, right. But see, there's the rub. I think a lot of the people that want to keep those stories away don't think those were mistakes and want to repeat them. Probably, right? Like the internment camps that we put, you know, we all talk about the internment camps during World War II where the Germans, you know, kept the, the Jewish community we had internment camps in the u.s for the japanese community right and we need to we need to acknowledge and look at those things and learn and get better and treat each other better um but to your point yeah dave there's probably a unfortunately a segment of the population that doesn't think those things were wrong and well they're at least that's how they're acting they're acting like those things weren't wrong because they're still trying to disenfranchise black voters and all the yeah on down the line so yeah. So thank you, Ms. Marvel, for for bringing to light a piece of world history that affects us still today. Mm-hmm. Like you know, some of the reactions I've read from uh, Pakistani and Muslim community to this show, or yeah, partition is is still a it still affects us. Like that was a, everybody something like I read something like this. Everybody I know has family. Everybody I know their family has a partition story. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's important for those of us that uh, that didn't that somehow missed that part of of world history, myself included. I, I'm glad to know it. Yeah, that's great. So, Dave, what's your overall take on the show? Uh, overall, I guess, as I said, I kind of let the genie out of the bag there in the beginning. I thought it was terrific. I really enjoyed it. I loved the way they brought in art from the comic in the um, like the po- the credit scenes at the end. 
like i thought that was really cool i liked i liked a lot they 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 went out of their way to um bring to life some of the iconic scenes like ms marvel sitting on the on the the street lamp mm -hmm. street light yeah. post um <clears throat> you know the thing with the brother like the relationship with the brother actually i think the relationship with kamala's relationship with her brother was even better and more uh more explored in the show than i remember in in the books that i mm. so far yeah. um so i liked all of that i think it was uh each character was embodied very well i loved it i've, I've got to give it a, a a solid strong i enjoyed it overwhelmed comic and or coffee and capes reaction to uh to ms marvel overwhelmed i really really liked it highly recommend it yeah i um so i you know i agree with you on a number of points i i thought the character portrayals were really well done the uh choice of actors were was on point right um man i i, I love seeing all of the relationships that existed within the comics brought to the screen in a mm -hmm. way that really I thought did the comics justice. So I enjoyed that part tremendously. Um, again, you know, while I, I wasn't a huge fan of like the art direction and everything else within the show, because I felt like the story kind of tilted more towards teens. Yeah. I still thought it was well done. Yeah. Right. It just didn't draw me in until like, you know, the last two episodes. And then I was like, oh, I got to watch it now. Right. This was probably the first Marvel show where I let like a couple days pass after it got released on Disney Plus before I sat down and watched it because I just I wasn't as into it. Right. It yeah. wasn't as big of an attraction for me. And I was and still am very bitter about her power set sure. and the change they made to her from being an inhuman to a mutant so yeah. but come I on have... that well, that one moment though that one moment where they they announced that she's she's got a mutation and they play the little doo -doo 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 in the I background was was, that was really great i thought that i was wasn't great. i was not happy i was like really this is what you've done like you took an important character and you made like these changes i was bitter and i'm still bitter fair enough and that's okay sorry i interrupted you you were about to give us your, your yeah that's okay that's okay so i will say that from what should be the most important side which is the character casting and the storytelling and everything else right i was i was overwhelmed i thought they did a, a marvelous job huh? get it a marvelous <laughs> job i see what you um, did there yeah I was whelmed in the way that it was brought to the screen as it was geared towards teens for the vast majority of the episodes. And that's fine. And I think that's great mm -hmm. but for me as a watcher. I was kind of whelmed by that. Yeah. And I was hideously underwhelmed <laughs> by her power set change and the shift yeah. to making her a mutant. Yeah. So for me, right, I land in the middle. Sure. I was whelmed. Yeah. Right. I, I'm interested enough to see what they do with the character moving forward because there's we're getting Ironheart. We, you know, this yep. possibly sets up champions. Eventually, we know Miles is coming into the universe. Right. Um, so there's, well, and there's we got the movie, the Marvels. I think it's called Marvels, Marvels coming. I'm really excited to see what they do there. I think that could be a ton of fun. I, I'm 
really interested to see if they take that movie and use it as the vehicle to start Kamala on the path of forming the champions yeah. where she starts to become disenchanted with the, because what really drove her to become right yeah. disenchanted with the adults. So I'm really curious to see what they do with it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm whelmed, but I'm willing to like, I, I want to see where they take the character because I do love the character. Yeah. Right. And the culture that it brings to the comics and you know, I love seeing that kind of stuff. So yeah. that's where I land on it. Um, it strikes me that we didn't even really talk about villains or bad guys in it. And I think that's probably partly because that was one of the most underwhelming parts for me. Like, I, I don't even know those like the whatever that was supposed to be with the gin or the or the the yeah, department of blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. Who are they? Why do we care? I don't know. Like yeah, that part it, it was, didn't really grab me, but I, I I had no care about those characters, to be yeah. honest. I was more interested to see her evolution and yep, you know, the impact that her having powers on her family brought to right. the to everything. Like that and to honestly to get really into seeing that piece and not care about the villains can be uh a good and a bad right because sure. on the good side like you really were were caring about the the individual like the character and the relationships and that was really well done and on the negative side like you obviously have a big miss on the uh on the development of your villains and creating a compelling like um you know foil for for this character yeah yeah, yeah agreed well, and maybe part of that is that is there really, I mean, you know, there's no, there's no, that I can think of obvious big bad from Ms. Marvel yet. Yeah, no, but I, it's not we'll that I know one. of. Yeah, yeah, it could be, I'm sure we'll somewhere. get one though. But yeah, right. So yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. I can't, I, I'm with you. I can't wait to see what they do with the character next. So many possibilities. It's going to be great. Um, some of the 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 stills or the the videos we've seen from whatever it was called D twenty three like the the mm -hmm. thing that just happened where DC Marvel or Disney Marvel um right, revealed yeah. some of the released some of the new trailers and whatnot just seeing those actors on stage with each other like the yeah, the three cool. um the three actors uh Monica Rambo that play Monica Rambo and Kamala Khan and Carol Danvers together like there's obvious chemistry there like it's gonna I have high expectations for that movie. You know, we'll see, I guess, but um. I don't, I don't have high expectations for it. I'm just, I'm just trying to go in with the idea of like, I think it'll be entertaining. That's smart. Right. Yeah. And not putting it, the expectation level on it, because when I, again, when I put an expectation level, that's really high on something, I pick it apart and I don't want to pick it apart. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sweet. All right, my friend. Well, there you go, friends. Two believers. That was our take on Ms. Marvel. What did you think? What we uh what did we get right? What did we miss? What did you think of Ms. Marvel? Let us know. Reach out to us and leave us a review. Yeah. Leave us Please. a review and many, many stars if you're up for that. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, you can leave like 10 stars. Awesome. And hey, once again, happy anniversary. Yay, one year for coffee and capes. Yeah. How about that? Who knew? I did. I knew. I knew we'd get through. <laughs> no this is uh this has been great and uh yeah. it's always a lot of fun and 
I don't care if only five people listen. We're going to keep doing it because we have a good Kevin time. Kevin Costner listens. I don't know if he's one of the five people. Narrator voice. There's no proof that Kevin Costner listens. There's no proof that Kevin Costner listens to this. It's just my dream. Yeah. You dream on, little buddy. You dream on. I will. <laughs> All right, everybody. Until next time. Thanks. And. <laughs>